Good evening, everybody. Um, welcome to the school committee meeting for Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. Um, good to see you all. I'd like to call this meeting to order. It's 7.01 p.m. And the first item on our agenda is to approve the agenda for this evening. I know of one change, um, which is to postpone the curriculum and instruction advisory committee report. Uh, member Ross Denny should be joining us later, but she's coming from another event and um, we're not sure when she'll arrive. So I think it just makes more sense to have her give us that report at our next meeting on May 24th. Are there any other changes to the agenda or deletions? Okay, in that case, um, we can declare that agenda approved with that one change. Um, and that means the next item on our agenda would be citizen speak. So just as a reminder, um, our policy allows for up to 15 minutes to um, hear from members of our community with up to three minutes apiece. Um, Dr. Pavlicek is prepared to elevate any speaker who wishes to raise your hand, raise your Zoom hand to let us indicate that you would like to speak. There are no hands raised. Okay. All right. Um, in that case, I think we can move on to the superintendent's report. Dr. McKinney, thank you. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Uh, I just want to thank all of you and congratulate, congratulate all of you for presenting our budget at town meeting and for its uh, subsequent approval. Also, special thanks to our super uh, assistant superintendent for business, Dr. Glenn Pavlicek, for all his work in preparing the numbers and the presentation. Also, on behalf of the district, I'd also like to express our gratitude to the school building committee and Mr. Sean O'Rourke, all of whom have worked tirelessly to investigate the available options to address our increasing enrollment and the need for a new school. Last night's vote at town meeting with regard to the land swap will allow us to move forward with our hopes of building a new school for the students of Milton. I would be remiss if I did not mention that this week is Teacher Appreciation Week. Without the dedication of our teachers and all our staff, none of our work would be possible. Our teachers go above and beyond every day to support and educate our students, and we are very grateful. This month, we also had the opportunity to celebrate our school principals, food service workers, and our school nurses. The district is grateful for all these individuals who make every day better for our students. And as we approach the last couple of months of school, there's a lot going on. Looking ahead to the next couple of days and weeks, um, the high school has its scholastic honors night on May 10th at six. There's a virtual CPAC meeting May 17 at 6.30. The Milton High uh, Spring Concert is May 18th at 6.30. Uh, the high school's music and awards dinner is May 22nd at 6 p.m. The high school art show is in the library, May 23 from 5 to 7. Uh, the school committee's school choice hearing is on May 24th at 7 p.m. Uh, don't forget to go see Mama Mia at Milton High School, May 25, 26, and 27. Uh, the high school has its awards and scholarship night for seniors on May 30. And on May 31 is the Brewster Varsity Celebration. Uh, the next school committee is scheduled for 7 p.m. on May 24th. 
and that'll also be the public school choice thing that I mentioned before. And with that, that's all that's happening. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, does anyone have any questions for Dr. Rankini? I have a random question that was uh, associated with the things you shared. Sure. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, just wondering, uh, if maybe at a future meeting, if you don't have the information here, Dr. McKinney, um, I was wondering about hiring updates. I think we're going to see some staff openings and those things. And just really wanted to know, kind of numbers wise, how many positions that Okay, thank you, Member Loring. Um, Dr. McKinney, did you hear the question? So, uh, staffing update across the board, K to 12? Yes, if you have just number of openings going into next year, you know, any areas of, of concern you'll have. Obviously, we know there's a teacher shortage, there's issues of special education, hiring, and retention, things like that. So, just um, an update on that, maybe if that isn't today. That's, I, I understand, I'm throwing that at you. But, just wanted to raise that question. No problem. I will get that update out to the committee. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. Um, uh, any other questions for Dr. McKinney? Um, I guess I, I would just like to sort of echo the um, thanks and appreciation back to you, Dr. McKinney and Dr. Pavlicek um, and all of you colleagues, um, especially Dr. Miranda, you who have served on our finance subcommittee for this past year, all the work that went into the successful budget um, presentation and overwhelming support for our budget, which is really encouraging. Um, and I know that a lot, a lot of work went into that. Um, so thank you all so much. Um, and um, Member Ross Denny as well. I know she's not here yet, but uh, I know that she also put a lot of time and effort into that along with, of course, our former colleagues, um, Betty White and um, Dana Rosemary. So. Um, that was, that was great. Very encouraging and, and um, validating. And uh, thank you, Dr. McKinney for the updates. Um, so I guess for transitioning into the chair's report, um, there was one other acknowledgement that I wanted to make. Um, so I, um, I know that a couple of us were able to attend the uh, Milton Foundation for Education celebration last weekend, which was really a terrific event. Um, so appreciate all their efforts to um, raise money to support initiatives, important initiatives in our Milton public schools. Um, and I, I want to acknowledge um, that uh, Liddy Sutter's last year as co-chair of MFE has just wrapped up. Um, she's been such a leader and just 
amazing volunteer who's contributed so much to our community through the MFV. Um, so just want to appreciate her service um, and thank everybody involved with MFE as well as all the members of the community that came out to support. So that was really great. Um, moving into the chair's report, um, the first item on our agenda with that is to kind of follow up around the summer meeting schedule and um, retreat planning. So I wanna thank you all for uh, sharing your availability over the summer months. Um, I know that, you know, scheduling is kind of complicated when we all have different plans and um, not to mention work schedules and things. Um, so um, I think what it's looking like, um, and I'm planning to follow up with Dr. Burroughs tomorrow, along with Charlene, who will be able to assist us in finding the times that would work also, um, not just for Dr. Burroughs, but also Dr. McKinney and Dr. Pavlicek, you would be there as well. Um, the, the weeks of um, where is it? Sorry. Um, it's the last week of July. Um, July, I believe the week of um, July 24th. Um, and the following week of July 31st. Those look like the two weeks um, of the summer that at least with, um, I need to double check with member Ross Denny because I haven't actually received all of her dates yet, but it looked like the rest of us as we could gave our dates, it looked like those were the two weeks that we're planning to be around. Um, Dr. Burroughs actually is wondering, and this is something I can discuss more with him, but I wanted to see what you all think. Um, he, he is interested in trying to schedule two separate meetings um, with us. One that would potentially be um, it, the more traditional retreat, um, which would be like after work hours, you know, through the dinner hour into the evening. Um, initially, this would be a meeting that would uh, be kind of our group together with him that would kind of constitute our like kickoff of our of our work together as a, as a team um, where we would be able to um, kind of establish some um, information, you know, just how we work, how we're working together, kind of um, think through like our role as a school committee, his role as a superintendent, um, and begin to formulate our goals as, as a school committee. Um, if you recall last summer, those of us, well, really just member of our geese and Dr. Miranda, we, we had a session within the context of a retreat where we had a facilitator from MASC uh, come and sort of lead us through a session. Um, I believe she sort of helped us to think about our goal setting and like how school committees set goals um, and so forth. She, I think MASC has a number of different sessions um, that they can sort of help facilitate. Um, Dr. Burroughs is, is interested in having an initial time that would be the committee 
meeting with him with the assistant superintendents, um, but not necessarily to invite Dorothy Presser was who we had last year, her or one of her colleagues, not necessarily invite them into that like initial meeting to give us a chance first to kind of get to know each other a little bit and like begin the working relationship, but then to soon after have a follow-up meeting, which wouldn't be like a second retreat. I think it should be able to be, you know, um, shorter, say evening meeting, open meeting, um, where we would just be joined by a facilitator around a topic that we've kind of co um, collaboratively determined is helpful for us. My question as I'm looking at the calendar is whether you all would be okay with it if basically what we did was have our currently scheduled meetings, which are May 24th, um, June 7th, and June 14th, uh, then basically take an extended break and have back-to-back -back weeks of meetings on those two weeks. So one the week of July 24th and one the week after. I think we could decide the, I don't think it has to be the Wednesday uh, necessarily, you know, unless we all decide that works best for us. Um, then take another break and meet again um, August 23rd, which is sort of our regularly scheduled week back. Um, and Dr. Miranda, I know you may have a conflict with that date, which is fine. Um, so what do you all think of that? I, I, you know, I know that um, we typically do try to have a lighter summer in terms of meeting. I know that meeting back to back those two weeks may not be ideal. I also agree with Dr. Burroughs that it would be really helpful to kind of spend a good chunk of time together to really like kick off our, you know, welcome him and just like um, really dive into the work together. So I'll, I'll stop there. What thoughts do you all have about what you feel would work best member of our DEACE? So are you thinking it would be a similar format, like evening after work kind of thing for both of those? Yeah, I mean, this, I I one without. the first one, I think with, without a facilitator should be, I, I feel like that might be nice to do the thing we did before where it's like, you know, 4.30, 5 mm -hmm. p.m. meet, have dinner together, continue meeting like into the evening. Um, I don't think we necessarily need to do that like twice in a row. I think the second meeting, like a, the following week, this is something I might propose, like the following week, maybe we invite um, Dorothy or someone else to join us for like a 7 p.m. meeting. Okay. You know, yeah, you I might think that's great. For, like two hours with her or something like that. I'm good with that. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Any other any other input? Dr. Miranda. Um, I'm in agreement that I think it doesn't feel like it's too much to to ask, given that Dr. Burroughs is joining us and it's we're gonna begin working with him. So I think it, it would 
probably set us up for greater success if we took the time to build sort of a new group, right? It's it's group formation, if I can get a little um, sociological on you, um, but we need to do that. Um, and so I think it's, it's, a, it's a good investment of our time. Um, and then knowing that the following week would be a shorter meeting with a very specific topic for discussion. I think that that seems right. Um, and I think it, it would be a, like I said, a good investment of, of our time. Thanks. Okay, number two is good. Okay, all right, so terrific. What I think makes sense then is um, we can follow up on the scheduling in terms of identifying the date um, by email. Uh, and um, that way, like if if maybe we'll start with the Wednesdays, you know, since that's our typical night that we meet. Um, and then if anyone lets us know that for whatever reason, one of those two weeks, the Wednesday won't work, we can we can like go from there. Um, so great. Thank you all. That feels like good progress on that. So essentially, it looks like we're kind of, let's see what I'm going to um, bring to Charlene would basically be uh, potentially um, July 26th and August 2nd for meetings. Um, so we'll follow up on that. Um, the next topic we have is the uh, Milton School Committee subcommittees advisory committees. Um, I know that Charlene sent us an attachment, which I um, have some additional updates to share based on the input that I received from all of you. Um, and so if it's okay, what I think would make sense is I can kind of share out like my understanding of people's requests. I think there are a couple of um, committees that we still need to decide who's gonna serve. Um, but the main thing, which is great, is that we've determined our two big subcommittees, like what the new membership of those will be. And um, that's good because those are the two main ones that we need to kind of continue um, meeting through the, the rest of this school year. Um, is that okay with everybody if I just kind of read through my understanding of where we're at? And then um, as we discuss, if you have additional thoughts, then I, my goal would be to like send out a corrected and updated list that reflects what we just, what we'll talk through now. So for finance subcommittee, um, so that is member Ross Denny, who will be chairing that subcommittee along with Dr. Miranda and member Loring. That is our, our new finance subcommittee. Our new policy subcommittee is um, going to be chaired by member Varghese um, with member Chu and myself serving policy. Um, from there, um, curriculum and instruction advisory committee will have uh, member Ross Denny and member Chu. Um, 
school building committee will be member Loring and Dr. Miranda. Um, health and wellness subcommittee advisory committee is going to be a member of our geese and Dr. Miranda. Strategic planning uh, will be member Ross Denny. And that's one. Um, and actually, I may wonder, Dr. McKinney or Dr. Pavlicek, if you have a thought on this, but my understanding with some of these um, advisory committees is that it's it's fine to have one member of the school committee serving, um, not necessarily needing two. Is that true? Okay, so as of right now, uh, member Ross Denny is serving on strategic planning. If somebody else decided that they wanted to join her on that, we could have one more person. Uh, but I think if not, that's okay. Um, facilities, similarly, member Loring, you'll be representing us on the facilities subcommittee um, as of now. Um, Anna, I'm sorry, member Varghese will continue representing us on the um, security, um, safety and security. Um, as well as the Milton Access Group. Uh, member Ross Denny will continue representing us with the MFE. Um, that leaves us with three um, openings, if you will, which we don't need to decide right now, well, but I'll just sort of share out the places that, um, okay. So I plan to continue on the bargaining subcommittee. Um, I do believe that we need one other person to um, join me on that, right, Dr. Dr. Pavlicek? Well, actually, is unlikely there'll be any bargaining this year. You could probably yeah. comply with one. All the contracts are settled for two more years. So, um, uh, you you could have a uh, you could have a second person, but you may not do much this year. Well, hopefully not. Yes, certainly. I'm hoping that um, we <laughs> all the work we did last year or the last two years actually is means we don't have a lot this year. But for right now, let's just say I am happy to kind of continue on that if or when it seems like something has come up and we need to put together a negotiation committee, uh, like we can maybe address that at that time. Is that is that acceptable? Okay. Um, the capital improvement. Um, I am um, I'm happy to represent us on that one, the town capital improvement planning so, uh, committee that my understanding is um, that's something that member White did before. Um, and I guess if it's all right with everybody else, I can do that. And then I'll just be waiting to hear from our new consolidated facilities director, sort of what that looks like. Okay. Um, 
and then that leaves our student liaison. Um, so this is a role um, that we can, um, I'm happy to discuss it with anybody who might be interested to learn about this. I know that um, Dr. Miranda and I have sort of worked with this over the past couple of years. Um, and actually, um, Member Chu, I'm wondering, that might be one that you may be interested in. I'm putting you on the spot, I know. Um, well, I, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I think I would be interested and I would love to hear more about your experience and how frequency, how frequently they meet and the hours when you meet. It will help me with um, planning ahead of time. But yes, put me on the committee right now. I'm happy to follow up with you about that. And, you know, the answer, the initial answer to your question is just um, not very frequently. It's not, <laughs> it's not been one that uh, it, it sort of depends on how basically like how each of us has said like interacted with the student government representatives from Milton High School. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think we've I think we've had discussions that we are interested in sort of helping them engage additionally, like to be um, participating in different ways with the school committee. Um, and we can, I'll follow up with you offline about that. Sure. All okay. right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, any questions or comments or corrections to what you heard me just say, especially for you yourself and like the places that I just named. I think we're covering the bases. Um, this isn't, you know, it is only still May. So I feel like in the past couple of years, we actually haven't totally finalized this until the summer. So I just want to put out there that, you know, I really appreciate all of your willingness to kind of begin to look ahead. Uh, we do uh, reserve the right to like make adjustments to this over the next um, weeks and months. And the real goal is to like have everything in place for that next school year. But we also do recognize that, you know, some of these committees are continuing to complete tasks and work um, over these next few weeks before the, this school year ends. So. Appreciate you all stepping up. Um, all right, so if we're ready with, done with that, then we can um, move on to the calendar. Um, and did you all have a chance to kind of read through the draft calendar for next year? Dr. McKinney? Are you going to ask about the South Shore Collaborative? Yeah, so we'll, I noticed we skipped over that. We can, let's touch on the calendar and then we, we'll circle back to that. I don't really think there's anything that we need to do right now with this calendar. This is a draft. Um, the uh, one question I do have in looking at it 
and maybe this is probably something we'll talk about over the summer. But last summer we did, you know, map out the community forums that we ended up holding. And so that's something I'd like to return to for next year. You know, when do we want to schedule those? How will we determine topics, things like that? Um, so just to note, those are missing off of this calendar, but that's something that I hope we'll be able to plan together. Um, yes, Dr. Miranda. Just very quickly browsing through the calendar. I don't see the Cunningham Site Council, but maybe I missed it. It's on October 4th. October. Oh, is it? Okay, thank you. Or it is, isn't it? Oh, it is, but there you go. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, we also will need to add to this, and I, I did kind of briefly touch on this with um, um, Dr. Burroughs. There will be more added in here regarding his evaluation process, since right now it's just mentioned at the end of the year, and we will make sure that we um, schedule that in so that we're able to kind of complete the process the way we're supposed to do that. Um, we'll definitely be sure to add in the mid-year um, evaluation. Um, yeah, Member Lauren. Just a question about the site council visits. Is there any particular rhyme or reason for the order? Is this just the same order we did last year? Is there any reasoning behind keeping the same order or changing the order and not having peers be last, but I'm just wondering about kind of the, the specifics of that. That's a great question. Um, Dr. McKinney, do you know that my, this looks to me like a similar order to what we had this year. I know that for this past year, it all got switched around because it had been the same order for a couple of years before that. Um, and we, moved it so that to like to your point the same people wouldn't always be earlier in the year or later in the year um dr mckinney do you know if this is the same order we did this year <clears throat> no i don't but i can check with charlene i'm sure there's a method behind the madness she's going to shuffle the deck on us yeah okay member varghese um i so Pierce went first last year. Uh, I think they were like early in October. So I'm glad that they're got, getting pushed back so that they have more time too. So that so it's, it looks like it's being shuffled and uh, Cunningham was last and they got moved up to October. So that's that's nice that we're yeah. shuffling things around. Great. Yeah, thanks for the question, Member Lauren. Any other um, any other points or questions about the calendar at this time? Uh, we will, obviously it says our working document subject to change. We'll be coming back to this. You know what we're doing in, uh, June of 2024. <laughs> Still like a long ways off. Okay, um, well, we'll come back to it if there are no other comments or questions at this time. Um, so let's jump back to the South Shore Collaborative Board Member appointment. Um, 
So hopefully you all received that attachment in our email. Um, I'll make a motion and then we can open up for any questions people have. Um, unless Dr. McKinney, do you have anything that you wanna um, tell us about this? Okay, so um, this is just something we do each year to appoint the superintendent to join the South Shore Collaborative as a board member representing Milton. So I'll make a motion to appoint our incoming superintendent, Dr. Peter Burroughs, as a board member of the South Shore Collaborative for the 2023-24 school year. Is there a second? Second. Thanks. Any um, discussion? Okay, then we'll take a roll call vote. Member Varghese? Yes. Member Chu? Yes. Member Loring? Yes. Dr. Miranda? Yes. And I'm a yes. Great. Um, and that brings us to the policy subcommittee report. So uh, this evening we have a first reading of policy BHC staff communication. Um, this is a policy that we discussed at the last policy subcommittee meeting, um, which was prior to the election. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> so member Varghese and I reviewed this policy. Um, Dr. McKinney brought us this policy to uh, help us update it as we've done with other policies um, to incorporate new language recommended by MASC. Um, so in the attachment we received, you could see that the only change to the um, policy that's been proposed is the addition of um, one sentence in that um, first larger paragraph under staff communications to the school committee. Um, the sentence beginning that we see as redlined, this procedure does not deny the right of any employee. It's that sentence. Um, otherwise, the, the policy remains as it has been. Um, we don't have to vote on this. It's just a first reading, but it is an opportunity to open discussion about it. So member Loring, go ahead. Sorry, just notice there's a typo in those, doesn't have the E on it. So um, that's a small thing. Otherwise, I think it's a, a nice thing to add to make that clear for, for folks that they're not losing that uh, important right to appeal. Thank you. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm looking at to see what you're referring to because the printing the printed one I'm looking at doesn't have the yeah except those matters that are outside those is missing and oh, yeah got it okay thank you any other um any other comments okay great so um you know we'll have this, I, I expect that this policy 
you know, will be part of what we'll be able to go over with Dr. Burroughs in our, in our July meeting, where we're just sort of all becoming clear together about the policies and procedures really that, you know, we expect to um, help us get off to that like successful relationship that you were talking about, Dr. Miranda, um, and having just clarity. Um, and thanks again, Dr. McKinney for helping us update the policy just so that even, you know, we're reminded of it um, and taking a look, that's good. Um, so if there are no other comments now, we will have this back on our agenda um, in two weeks for a second reading at which time we would vote on updating the policy. So that brings us next, we're not doing curriculum and instruction this time. So that brings us to um, safety and security advisory committee report. Member Vardis. Hold on one second. Sorry, I'm just gonna pull up all these. Topics. I'm sorry, I jumped over strategic planning. Oh. Sorry about that. Dr. Miranda. Sure, um, thank you. So let me just pull up my notes. Um, so in terms of uh, strategic plan update, um, you know, a lot of the items that uh, I have reported on previously continue to move. Uh, but I would like to highlight that I think this particular year, there has been a lot of focus on training. So really thinking about how do we up the capacity of uh, our school leaders, our, 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 our educators, our, all, just, all staff, right, administration, et cetera, to make sure that we can uh, attain the goals that we are have set for ourselves, which are very lofty um, and definitely doable. But I think um, we do need to remind ourselves that uh, capacity, building capacity takes time. And I think that's been a lot of the focus. So you'll hear in the report that that continues to be a theme. Inequity and in learning, for instance, um, there have been a number of forums that have been held and sessions, um, you know, community sessions actually, to not only um, build the capacity of our staff internally in MPS, but really thinking about the community and extending learning uh, in that way. So at Glover and Tucker, they had, there were forums on hate speech. The restorative justice training for elementary staff has continued to be offered during uh, person, uh, professional development days. And then at Pierce Middle School in February, there was a DEI session which was open to the community. Um, the restorative justice practice, one of the things that I was very heartened to hear in the last meeting was that what you're starting to see is that these practices are starting to show up in different ways in school buildings and being uh, put in, into practice by um, others, other folks. So, you know, there's been a lot of capacity building. So now you have teachers that are leading restorative justice circles. We have students that are doing that as well. So um, that work uh, continues um, to be on track. I think um, the other part that I would say is that we did hear from uh, Director Claire Galloway-Jones that uh, I mean, she reminded us again that this work um, is definitely uh, more of a marathon and not a sprint. 
So, but um, there's definitely been huge gains, I think, made over the last couple of months. Um, they talked, uh, we talked about um, in terms of um, beginning the work to support BIPOC staff so that um, we make sure that our staff that we have are feeling a sense of belonging in the district and that um, it, through that we're able to retain them. Um, so that work has started and uh, there are, were a couple, at least another meeting that was scheduled to happen with BIPOC staff in April. And I know that uh, subsequently there would be one in May. Um, there has also been some work done around intentional recruitment so that we can um, continue to attract a diverse pool of educators. Uh, we were also reminded, and I know we've talked about it before, um, as the policy subcommittee has made the reports, that um, the, our director, uh, Galloway Jones, has been involved in working with the policy subcommittee to review policies using an equity lens. Um, the other um, update that we got was that we were waiting on AP enrollment data to begin looking at that data by subgroup so that we can um, see how we are progressing in uh, under that um, benchmark. And then um, also the DEI website is coming soon. So um, looking forward as well to bring a diversity coach next year, which will help us um, with added capacity to continue to move this work forward. Um, second, uh, we talked about personalized learning. Again, progress is being made similar to equity and learning though. A big focus continues to be on the on building capacity across all grades. Um, this has included also work with the leadership team on the use of data to inform uh, the work. Um, and then um, one of the other, I think definitely new updates was that the universal design for learning, so the UDL uh, trainings have continued, but that it's beginning to become part of uh, sort of the common language that our educators are using. So I think it's becoming to be internalized and integrated more so. Um, the um, other update, I, I think that is not, I don't think you've heard about it before, um, was that we were building uh, sites, websites um, that were focused on personalized learning. And these would be both for staff and for um, families. So that, you know, one of the things I think we've seen in terms of the forums that we've held is that folks don't quite, I think, can't wrap their heads around easily what personalized learning is, that it's an approach um, to, to teaching. It's not necessarily the, you know, the very specific curriculum, um, but it really is the approach that we take. And so these um, websites are, you know, were to be tailored to both our staff so they can go and access resources, um, but then also families. So fam as families, we have better understanding mm -hmm. as to what we mean with personalized learning. Safe and supportive schools um, is also moving along. Our Calm Classrooms training um, have been completed and we're implementing Calm Classrooms across K to 12. I think one of the big learnings in that implementation is that it's working well in the elementary and middle school grades, but at the high school level, there have been, it's been a little bit more of a rocky implementation because maybe perhaps high school students think 
they are too cool for calm classrooms. So that's an area we'll continue to work on and look at um, to see how those approaches um, are more, you know, how we can make them or adapt them so that they're a better, a better fit with high school students. So um, the um, other part is that there, there was, a, I think, and we've mentioned this, perhaps it was yesterday, last night at town meeting, but there's been additional funding that was secured for um, SEL work, which is great um, because, uh, you know, this is how we continue to make sure that we have our SEL coaches at every school. It's the only way this work has moved forward. You know, it's uh, folks doing this on top of what they do day to day. The other piece that I would mention is that um, we did talk and we've talked about it through the health, um, health um, work, health committee, um, in terms of the piloting of the Michigan model health curriculum. But one of the challenges I think that I would point out that again has been mentioned, but I think it's worth noting again, is that the implementation of the curriculum um, is hard because we need to find time in the day to fit uh, the the um, the te you know the the curriculum into the school day, but also the question of who is responsible for teaching, mm -hmm. I think, is something that we continue to grapple with. The trauma sensitive work is happening. It you know I think again building the capacity of all educators so they can do um, be a big part of all the work. Um, that we need to do as we continue to increase our ability to respond to students and uh, staff and making sure that the practices that we're learning um, start showing up in the classrooms. You know, what does a trauma sensitive classroom look like and asking ourselves those questions and assessing. Lastly, I would say I would uh, have to share with you that um, one of the things that I know also has been a theme throughout the year is thinking about how do we tie data to the strategic plan. So rubrics are being created so that we can, you know, do better at tracking data in relation to the strategic goals that we have for ourselves and hoping to have a presentation on all of this in the fall. But I would say that the work has moved slower, I think, than we would hope for because we do have limited capacity uh, in terms of folks, you know, they're working on this on top of their day job and their other responsibilities that they have. Um, I was also reminded that we are moving, uh, transitioning to power schools, um, that we're, this is going to be a comprehensive learning and management system, uh, data management system. And uh, we're hoping to, you know, have everyone on board and ready to use the system by the end of this year so that it can go live in uh, the next school year. Um, again, I would just end by saying that, you know, if we can just give grace to everyone and all of our staff, I commend them for all the work that they're doing. The reality is that moving uh, these three pieces of work um, together on top of everything that they're doing with limited capacity is a challenge, but I'm I'm heartened every time I meet with them on just all the work that's happening on the ground. I think it's commendable and we are making progress in the right direction. Thank you, Dr. Miranda. Any questions for Dr. Miranda or comments? Yes, Member Warren. 
sorry, I'm going to hug Mike. Um, just call me classrooms, UDL, restorative justice, uh, and the Michigan model. Are those all initiatives that we uh, began this year? Like, is this the first year of professional development for staff in those areas? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dr. McKinney, I see you uh, nodding. So I'm wondering if you would like to speak to that. Yes, I just <clears throat> I want to make sure the list. Yes, Com Classroom, UDL, the other ones you listed. Restorative justice circles. Some of that work has been done in the past, um, so that wouldn't be the first year. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, new things. Um, <laughs> Uh, as Dr. Miranda said, um, do we, uh, just a couple other questions, do we, are we getting any like um, surveys from staff coming out of PD days or anything to kind of evaluate their feelings on, on the effectiveness? Um, and again, I'll, yeah, I'll ask that question first. Yes, there's a, uh, a feedback form that goes out every, uh, well, this year, every early release day, late start day, and the full PD days. And there's a a district PD committee um, that reviews all that information and has made recommendations for next year. Okay, that's great. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I assume the coaches, the classroom uh, instructional curriculum coaches, are they kind of the ones that are tasked with kind of providing the in-classroom support or, or guidance or feedback to teachers about the implementation of Calm classrooms, UDL, restorative justice, all those things. Like, who, who are the people who are kind of like supporting within the classroom to kind of um, provide feedback for teachers on on implementation or challenges? Um, it certainly depends on the topic, but if it's the UDL piece, it would definitely be our Unit B um, administrators group, uh, department heads, directors, coordinators. The SEL leads take a lot of uh, work on SEL work, uh, and then the trauma, our restorative justice coach and our equity coach work together on that piece. Um, but the day-to-day -day stuff in terms of classroom pieces would also be uh, principals and other administrators. Okay, thank you. Okay, great. Um, Thank you, Dr. Miranda. And, you know, that's, you're mentioning the opportunity for a fall meeting around <clears throat> to invite um, updates from strategic planning to share those rubrics. I, I think that will be really good. Um, and, you know, we can discuss further, like when we want to um, do that as we get more information over the summer, probably from the progress there. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead, Dr. Miranda. Yes, the one thing I, I would I would say is that we would have to look at the data, usually our data presentation, and if those are going to be connected, and maybe it's at that point that that update uh, gets brought to the committee, and not necessarily mm -hmm. the strategic planning by itself, it really is thinking about our data and how it connects to the strategic plan. Um, that's uh, something for us to think about. Um, in terms of how we might want to bring that up. That's a great point. It's that's tentatively scheduled for December 6th because typically we need to kind of yeah wait for that data to be available. Um, but we'll we'll keep we'll keep looking at that. Um, I have a quick question, maybe Dr. McKinney, 
with the, the reminder about the transition to power schools. Um, is that is that the kind of thing that would be possible to perhaps get a little bit of like an update at a school committee meeting just to um, help us sort of learn and understand what this transition means sort of um, for, for us to just, especially as we may anticipate questions or the changes from the community um, as they adapt to this shift. Is that something that we would be able to maybe learn about at one of our remaining meetings this year? Yes, we can put that together for you, sure. Thanks. Um, uh, yes, number two. I have a question about um, uh, the the platform that our current teachers use is, I think it's called Smore. And um, it's, it's like a little blogging um, newsletter contact that the, our teachers and superintendents are used to send weekly emails to parents. Um, uh, is, it, um, is it transferable, the contents from Smore into PowerSchool? Because my school district have used PowerSchool for a couple of years and then later on they transitioned to Blackboard. Um, and is there a reason why we use PowerSchool? And because um, I think our district is a Google, we use Google a lot. So is there a reason why we don't use Google Classroom instead of using PowerSchool? Well, it sounds like we're getting a sneak preview to our uh, presentation down the road, but um, we're gonna continue using S'more. S'more is a communication tool that translates and a lot of the district um, staff, principals, teachers use that. So that's gonna stay put. Um, PowerSchool will be the new student information system. And that will be three parts. One, the part for student information, staff information. Then there's another suite that we use, it's called Schoology. It um, talks to Google Classroom. So we'll continue using that next year, but it has additional functionality. And then we're using uh, the third piece is Performance Matters, which is kind of our data warehouse. Um, we can do more um, assessment pieces um, with students in that platform too. So it's a uh, three pieces plus keeping small. Thank you. All right, if, um, if there are no more questions on that piece now, thanks again, Dr. Miranda, for such a thorough update and to the whole, um, I mean, that obviously represents a ton of work that's been going on throughout um, MPS staff, so thank you. Um, and now we can go back to you, a member of Argis for the Safety and Security Advisory Committee. Great, thank you. Um, so the Safety and Security um Committee met last Wednesday, um, May 3rd. Um, the current safety and security process has been going well so far this year. We did have a lockdown this past winter related to that fishing incident. Um, all of our staff have gone through the security training program and they will continue to be retrained every other year on this. Um, in addition, there will be training for new staff at the start of the school year. Um, we did go over some questions regarding related to current safety pro, uh, protocols, which um, they, you know, um, staff had questions and they were answered. So that was that was great. Just buttoning up some details. 
Um, there were some concerns that were raised over some photos that surfaced on social media over desks and chairs in the stairwell at Cunningham. Um, it was confirmed that these were temporary because of the flooding in the two classrooms. Um, I do feel after listening to that, I feel like this is might be a good opportunity for us to really clarify the language around our social media policy, just so that we can minimize this type of issues going forward, um, uh, us as a committee. And then in addition, the fire department typically does walkthroughs of the schools with the custodial staff at the beginning of each year, but going forward, they will also uh, bring in the principals um, and communicate this information to them as well so that everyone is on the same page and aware of the rules in terms of like where to store stuff and so on and so forth. And then this information can then be communicated out to all staff members. And then in addition, Chief Madden said that um, he will be working on creating a safe fire safety checklist for all the schools. So again, just really like tightening up all of that stuff just to make sure that we are following the rules, everyone's aware. Um, and then uh, one of the things that did come up was the two rooms at Cunningham that did flood have had issues in the past with water and things. So um, these have been addressed and a, an alarm system has been added that will monitor like any temperature changes regularly just as a preventative measure. Um, sprinklers and alarms are tested regularly. We also discussed some of the safety measures that can be um, that can be implemented in each of the buildings, such as regular cleanouts to reduce clutter, um, just hanging less wall artwork on the walls, and so on and so forth, just, just as a fire safety precaution. So that was helpful for staff to understand as well. So I think these meetings, I know we didn't have them over COVID, but like it's nice that we've started up again because it's it's nice to be able to get everybody on the same page, ask questions. And I did hear a lot of like, oh, I had no idea about that. So that was nice. Um, and then the security um, uh, team also discussed the rollout of the, uh, the district-wide communications we're using Blackboard now uh, as a, week, a way of keeping our staff uh, up to date late, uh, regularly. Um, especially like in instances of locked, uh, lockdowns and so on and so forth. Uh, there are a few dead spots in certain areas of buildings. And um, so we're looking at alternate ways of addressing those like two-way radios and such. And then we briefly touched on like soft, software updates, upgrades for visitors coming into school. So that streamlined more. And then we also briefly touched on like um, the door sensors that were included in our budget, which was great. So that'll be great to have that as well. And then um, it was overall, it was a very quick meeting. It was very efficient. Um, it was nice to have everybody in the same page, uh, in the same room asking those questions and uh, getting some of those answers. And I think we're hoping to schedule another one sometime in the fall. And um, both Dr. McKinney and Dr. Pavlicek were there. So if I left anything out, please jump in. Thanks. Thank you, Member Varghese. Yes, go ahead, Member Loring. Um, just question, what do you mean by dead spot? Is that like cell phone service dead spots? Yeah, so there's like, yep, you can't hear it. And then I think in the cafeteria, if I remember correctly, like with the kids, like when it's loud, it's hard to hear the spe uh, loudspeakers and so on and so forth. So just like focusing on those specific areas. Uh, just to make sure that the communication is pretty, you know, streamlined and um, that everyone is getting updates regularly. I think that was like a big challenge. So I think 
um, just exploring those formats and so and looking into different ways of, you know, eliminating any of those issues. Any other questions, comments? Thank you. That all sounds very informative, and um, thanks for bringing us all those updates as well. Of course. And it's just a great reminder, too, of the um, strong partnerships that we have as, as a district with, mm -hmm. you know, our police department, fire department, um, with consolidated facilities that all work together yeah. on these issues. So. Yeah, yeah, I was I was really like you know like listening to it. It was really nice, and and um, I think our last one wasn't as detailed, but like this one, it was really great to like talk about how all these different departments, to your point, work together and make sure that like you know um, things you know the information gets traveled you know gets um, passed on to all staff members so everyone's on the same page about everything. So um, I learned a lot as well. So it was it was very informative and. It was, I think it was only like 30 minutes. So <laughs> very efficient, we covered a lot. That's great. Well, um, speaking of trying to be efficient, um, the next item on our agenda is just approval of minutes. Um, we have one set of minutes um, and I, I'll make a motion to approve the minutes of the Milton School Committee meeting dated April 26, 2023. Is there a second? Second. Thank you. Any um, changes to the minutes? Okay, then we'll do a roll call vote. Uh, Member Loring? Approved. Um, Member Geese? Yes. Member Chu? Yes. Mem uh, Dr. Miranda? Yes. And I am also a yes. So that just leaves us with the next meeting agenda items. Um, we said we would have the curriculum instruction advisory committee report. We will also have the um, school choice um, hearing with the vote. Um, we will have the sec the policy report with the second reading of the um, policy BHE, sorry, BHC staff communication. Um, anything else people know of that would like to be on our agenda for May 24th? Yes, member Loring. Well, did you um, just ask for um... I think Dr. Lincoln Meek said to be possible the power school presentation. Yes. Do you think you'll be able to do that by um, May 24th, Dr. McKinney? We can follow up on it. You don't have to say right now. We can. Okay. I'll, I'll Sorry, I do, think, I do think there's another presentation in the queue. So um, we might have to uh, move power school to the next one in the lineup. Okay, what's which one are you thinking of in the queue? Uh, uh, I was, I believe we spoke last week around um, discussing the uh, special education program review. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, 
So that one, the special education program review can be under um, the superintendent's report. And then we can aim to have a power school update at June 7th, if that works. Um, so these next two meetings, I believe, are scheduled to be in person. Um, so we would meet back in person May 24th. We meet in person June 7th um, because that we have um, the retirees reception immediately preceding that meeting. And then uh, maybe we can touch base sometime in these next couple of weeks about whether we want to um, hold our June 14th meeting on Zoom um, or, or in person. Um, and that will be something we continue to look at as we, you know, work through our calendar planning for next year. You know, um, I appreciate that Charlene had added, you know, we have this column around the location and format for the meeting. Um, and, you know, generally, I know that, um, I hope this is something we can just also talk about this summer as far as our goals around like how we want to be pragmatic with our formats for meetings, but also accessible to the community. Um, so for now though, we'll see each other again in person um, May 24th. And hopefully by then we'll all have caught up on our rest from the past two weeks of town meeting. Um, I guess with that, I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. Okay. So moved. Okay. Dr. Miranda moved and, and member Varghese, did you just second that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have to do a roll call vote for these, um, Dr. Miranda. Yes. Member Chu. Yes. Member Varghese. Yes. Member Loring. Yes. And I'm a yes as well. So thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank Have you. A good night. Bye. Thank you. An early night.